Lord and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Hey, everybody. This is Stuff I Heard Podcast, and I'm your host, Josh Peak. Um, this is episode 206. Uh, it's uh, April the 1st. Happy uh, April Fool's Day, everybody. I'm wearing my lucky shirt because <laughs> it's April Fool's Day, and I'm a fool. Um, but yeah, so uh, I have uh, Jan in the uh, studio today. Say hey, Jan. Good morning. Um, Jan was here early on, uh, back... I actually had to look it up, but he was here episode 108 um, a year ago, uh, May 25th, so and that was almost, quite a while ago. Almost 100 episodes later. 100 episodes, yeah. Uh, wow. It's been quite a while. I'll tell you what, I, it's it's grown into more than I thought it would be, which is good and scary at the same time. Because, <laughs> I, I, you know, again, it was just a hobby. It was a, it was a I don't know. It was one of those things where, when it started off, I literally listened to so many podcasts, I was like, I have a lot I want to talk about, and I'm in the truck with these guys on a regular basis, and we have holy crap moments where we talk about the strangest, craziest stuff, and I thought, Why, what's stopping me from doing my own? I mean, I know a lot of interesting people. You were one of the most interesting people that I that I knew. That's sad. No, it was. It was, it was you no, know, I'm a just very kidding. interesting past, and I was like, I was like, God, if, you know, if I could get this guy to talk about his past, and you did. You came on and you, you yeah. gave a great history of what it was like growing up in the Czech Republic and learning to play hockey and you know becoming a professional hockey player and coming to the states and and all of that that in, that entailed. And and I remember at one time you and I riding together, and I said. You know, you had to learn all these different languages. You know, working in in different areas because you got to get along with people and you got to learn to communicate. And so everyone has like a tertiary knowledge of each other's language in a way, from like German to Italian to French to American, you know, English, um, in a hodgepodge of it all. But you've been here, you know, in the states for quite a while now. And and you know, I think I asked you one time. I said, when you dream, do you notice a language, or does it change, or is there moments where it blends, or is it just a subconscious thing if you don't even think about it? I, I know what the dream was about, what, what was happening, who, who was saying what, if I remember the dream. But um, I, I never could figure out if it's English or Czech. I know what people were saying, but I don't know. I, when I wake up, I know what the problem was, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, so it's like a subconscious thing of you I, don't even I, think about m- it. Must be. Yeah. Um, I gotta say though, sometimes um, when I'm on a truck and I am by myself and, and I say I, I have to count some pieces and stuff, I sometimes like catch myself and have to realize if I'm counting in Czech or in English. And most oh. of the time, most of the time, it's in English. Yeah. Because I, I it happens sometimes if I'm doing it in my head, I do I go and, and count in Czech, but a uh, few times I. So it kind of blends. I guess I've been here long enough and, and speaking the language that it kind of doesn't really um, register what language. The, the, the process of the counting is there, but the language is, I don't register which it is. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I heard that somewhere. Um, actually, I think it was a Billy Crystal movie uh, years ago called Forget Paris, mm-hmm. where he goes to Paris and he meets this girl who's who's an American, but she's working in Paris and... And um, he's there to bury his father in the beginning of the movie, and they lose his father. He was in the war, and so uh-huh. he he gone to bury his fr- his father with his friends, and they lose his father at the airport, and she's like the liaison or whatever. And they eventually move back to New York, where he's like a a basketball referee. Again, this is a shitty movie, but <laughs> <laughs> but he asked her. He's like, you know, do do you dream in do, when you dream? Do you dream in French or do you dream in in English? And she goes. 
She goes, it's in French, but with subtitles. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cute. Yeah, I guess. I think that's the first time that idea ever popped in my head of, you know, if you have an immersive type culture, you know, what what really happens in your subconscious? And it's it's interesting you say that, you know, because, again, you know, English is not necessarily your first language, and, and mm-hmm. yet it's kind of your main language now, and it's just a, it's such a... I mean, it's so different from my life. I mean, I tried to have a moment the other day. I was talking to a guy named Ron White who you know, grew up with his parents from Hungary. And so he had to learn to speak different languages as they were sea merchants, and they traveled around to Italy and Greece and By France. By the way, I, he, he did one of my tattoos. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Then he was um, on um, um, Irby Street there yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I know who he, he is. Um, he, you know, and I asked him, I said, you know, when you were going through that, you know, what what was your go-to language at the time? You know, and he's like, whatever we were speaking is what we had to learn to speak. And he goes, it was all just immersive. Whatever you were immersed in, that's what you kind of pick up yep. on. So, you know, that kind of helped make a little sense of it, you know, but it's just interesting because it's so different than my life. I mean, I've lived a, a very pedestrian life in comparison. Yeah. You know, but again, I think most of the people out there listening or watching on YouTube or whatever have that sort of the same feeling you know most people never travel 50 miles outside of where they're born that's even visiting i mean but also most people never live 10 miles from where they were born yeah i think for me it's more i keep in touch with the with the culture and the the language because uh, first of all my mom still lives there and you know um because of the media and internet, we are able to talk very much for free every day. And, yeah. and we do that. I am in touch with my mom a lot, especially now. And um, also, you know, I, I always read the Czech news. I, as, as much as I read the U.S. news, I go online and read the Czech newspaper pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, especially where there was sports, which is not now. But um, <laughs> that probably that probably helps, too, that um, if I'm sometimes thinking in my head or cussing, it's still in check at times. Yeah. So, but um, how I said, I'm in, in touch with the, with the country and the culture, and, and reading in that language and talking to my mom probably keeps me kind of uh, still in between at times. So, With this coronavirus thing going on, I mean, it's... It's especially terrifying if you have older parents, yeah. um, you know, that are dealing with the issues. Is it how bad is it over there where she's at? So um, they're in Pilsen, Czech Republic, and um, I think for two or three weeks now, the the whole country's been under a, a quarantine. Mm-hmm. That means that, um, and also they have a, a order that uh, if you go to public. At, at public or anywhere you go outside of your home or garden, you have to wear, wear a face mask. The mm. face mask is not a government issued or anything. It could be anything from a scarf, as long as you're covering your nose and your mouth, which they know it won't prevent from you, for you getting it because they're not, they are not the, what do they call it? PF, whatever number approved, yeah. but uh, people been making them at home. There's a shortage, whatever, whoever has a sewing machine, they can make it. But as long as you're covering your nose or your mouth with public, you're fine. If you get caught not doing it, uh, I think the, the fine is like 3,000 crones, which is approximately, um, with this exchange, like $125, dollars um, Now, <laughs> I, I'm so, I don't want to say over this but um i just don't know what to think about the wires anymore because you turn 
the Czech media on or the European and then several others here and you have uh, several other doctors and people saying this and that and I, I just I just don't know what to think anymore. Everybody's saying something else. Everybody's saying it's 26 more times contagious than flu. Then, mm-hmm. then you have, no, it's the same or less. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just uh, am to a point where if my wife comes from work and tells me what's going on, I tell her I don't really want to speak about coronavirus. <laughs> I don't care. I don't think um, our government... Or our, our governor, McMa- I don't think he's McMaster is doing doing enough or or same or or it's not uniformed with uh, North Carolina. There is, I, I don't, I don't want to go on a on a blabber about this, but I'm I'm displeased, I guess, with um, the uniformity, the the um, informations we are getting, and the way the 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 state acts. I don't. You know, the crazy part is, is I got. One of my best friends is in Albany, Georgia, where there's kind of a hotbed yes. for this right now. Okay. And he's in infectious disease as a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, he was exposed at work, or they thought he was exposed because of a patient testing positive that he came into contact with. So they had him self-quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, let's just say you self-quarantine for two weeks, but you didn't have it. And then you come back to work and you get it from someone else who has it. And now we're learning that it sits on objects for up to five days on your shoes stuff like that and it's like really um you know and and i listen to a lot of different people talk about it because it's it is everything everybody's talking about right now yeah you know dr drew is one of the you know top people that that is like a famous celebrity doctor um he has several podcasts and i listen to his dr drew after dark and he said more than more than one time he said the thing is we just there's so much we don't know that we're learning every day mm-hmm. that it's, it's all, the mis, the thing that seems like misinformation is just us going, oh, oh, crap, I didn't realize that. Yeah. He goes, and, and it's, you know, the top guy that's in charge of this for the nation, he goes, I see him on TV. He and I work together on SARS. We work together on H1N1, bird flu, swine flu, all this stuff. He goes, he's the top guy you want on this. He's like, and even he's, you know, I have conversations with him. And he's like, we're just, we're learning so much every day about what this thing is doing and it's hard to recreate a vaccine for it he goes you know he goes the reality is is a vaccine normally takes three years yeah from the time you identify it and culture it and all this other stuff and the president's (laughs) like that's not quick enough and he's like okay and they go to the drawing board and they all everybody's working towards it and it's not a thing where one country now is working for it the whole globe is working Mm -hmm. for it because these companies realize, number one, it'll save lives, but number two, it's a moneymaker if they can do it. Mm-hmm. If they, if, you know, if they can pump out this virus, this vaccine for everybody, this will save a lot of people and it'll it'll sell. So there's motivation to do it. And they came back and said, you know, eighteen months is as soon as we can yeah. do it. Well, it's still eighteen months worth of us going through this. It's a long time, you know. And and you know, being a father, being a husband, you get questions. What do you think? What do you think? Mm-hmm. And of course, my go-to is, I don't know. Yeah, I, do I mean, the same. it could potentially be all the way up until we get the, the vaccine that this lingers because of the contact and the way it transfers. I mean, I just touched my face again. Exactly. I can't stop yeah, touching well, my but face. But the, the funny part is you always realize it after you yeah. do it, right? Yeah. Same thing. I didn't realize how much I touched my face in a day <laughs> until they came out with this thing I guess and said, you are, don't touch your face. I guess you are, is, it like, right, I is it oh, still there? Is it still there? I just did it again. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I think I've touched my face more since they said don't touch your face than I did before they said don't touch your face. But it's literally like you you'll get an itch on your nose or your you know your forehead or something and your hair's in your with me my hair because my wife wants me to grow my hair out. Mm-hmm. With me my hair because I'm always moving my hair out of my face and it's like ah, I just touched my face again. Yeah, I'm gonna be patient zero. This is gonna be how it ends. No, so now 
What do you think about all the numbers, the different numbers, how, um, the, how many people, the rate of the infection every day, everything I think else? That everything is, I think that it's all misreported. I think that I agree. countries like China and North Korea, obviously, are not reporting everything mm -hmm. that's really happening. I think there's a lot of countries that don't know, even our country, don't know. Because if you're asymptomatic and you're coming into contact with people, you're just transferring to everybody you come into contact with, whether yep. you realize it or not. Mm -hmm. And it could be something as simple as, I had to go get medicine today at the store, and the clerk at the place just happened to bump into the guy who's delivering the stuff, and they just happened to touch the right pen or exactly. the right something piece of paper or, you know, whatever, an inanimate object, and it transferred. All these people could be asymptomatic and then transferring it to everybody else. And it's like, okay, I mean, on one hand, you go, but I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. I should be fine, right? But <laughs> but then there's people that are healthy that are getting this. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's not as common as the people with that mm -hmm. are over 65 with, you know, with, with breathing problems, but, but it's less common, it seems to be, with people who are young and healthy and... But then, but then we could compare it to to a flu because yeah. there is also cases where um, people who are sick and pre-existing conditions uh, get a flu and die of it, and also you have cases where you, could, you know kids or people were perfectly fine yeah. and they they can get in, into a serious condition or die of it. Also, what I have a problem with is that, and I I don't want to sound insensitive to toward um, human life. However, we don't see how many people a year die in Italy and then add the numbers to it that are really a death because of a coronavirus or are they death with, that are dying with a coronavirus, which yeah. th there is a lot of people who would most likely die within 12 months or six months anyway. But if they would get the flu, now in this case is the coronavirus, they die and mm -hmm. now we are counting it into the stat with the coronavirus right, right. and it's the same thing so the, the numbers are super deceiving yeah. to me because there is a lot of and big number of people that would die how i said within six to 12 months anyway with any kind of a complication with, with already what they have yeah. and their weak immune system now i i don't want to sound like a doctor or whatever but that's what i gathered and the numbers are all together and as soon as you get a coronavirus but you you had you maybe had already stage four cancer that you are on the end but you on the end because of your immune system you get a coronavirus you you are already in that bucket with the coronavirus death yeah. and it's not i don't think it's a fair to the numbers at all yeah it, it is very misleading in a lot of ways because again like the number one thing they're checking for is your temperature <laughs> and it's like okay but what if you don't show symptoms yet what or, if you, what if you have all, it now but you or get at it? all yeah yeah, I mean, you could go through the whole time of having it and not show any symptoms, yeah. you, you're asymptomatic, you know. But everybody you came into contact with gets it because you seem fine. Exactly. So you don't think about extra precautions, and either, no one else thinks about extra precautions when they're with you. Judge, what do you think about the daycares not being included and, and being still open even we are closing, obviously, non-essential businesses, which this is essential to a lot of people, but at the same time, we we closed all schools and yeah. there's still young enough kids in those elementary schools that need a, a care after yeah. school if parents are still at work. Well, and, and you know, the crazy part is, is, is the world doesn't stop turning. Bills keep coming in. You know, for us, you know, our business, you know, delivering food, our <laughs> business has been affected, obviously, because a lot of businesses can't be open or hasn't learned to adapt. And, and there's a lot of people who are eating at home right now. They're mm -hmm. just going to the grocery store and coming home. Um, 
and you know all that other stuff is just seen as non-essential now so they're like i'm not going out to eat i'm not going to go spend this extra money i'm going to save as much as i can just in case and you know because of that <clears throat> it's affected us it's affected our livelihood to a point where if you didn't plan ahead you're really panicking right mm-hmm. now um you know luckily they just signed that 6.2 trillion dollar stimulus package and i'm like okay well how does that help me that was that was the first question i had cuz i thought well, I know how my pay is affected and my wife's pay is affected, but our bills aren't affected. Our bills are still coming in. So she and I actually went through the process and we filled out for the partial unemployment mm-hmm. due to the coronavirus affecting our work situation. Now, her company gave her a letter saying this is this is an official letter saying this is what we're doing. And this our is company how it's hasn't. affecting you. Yeah, our company so- hasn't given us that. Um but it, it is affecting us the same way. I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. I mean, I applied for it a couple of days ago, and I haven't heard anything back. So I'm sure they're they're inundated with just thousands and thousands of these applications to read through and figure out, okay, who's trying to scam us and who's really needing help. Um, but, you know, let's just say you were a server or a bartender or, you know, you cut hair for a living or something like that, and it was your livelihood, and it paid all your bills barely. And now you're in this situation. So well, you get twelve hundred bucks plus five hundred your kid. And when is the twelve hundred dollars coming? Good luck. They don't have the twelve hundred dollars. Exactly. I mean, it's, I haven't seen a check in my in my mailbox. No, they don't. They you know, it, it might not be a May or June before the money is out to people. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's twelve hundred bucks. I've if got it, a son that lives in Washington State, and I was like, you know, he works at a sandwich shop. I said, "Are you okay?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, "What? What are you doing for food?" He's, "I'm on food stamps. I don't make enough to to earn enough money for food and rent, so I'm on food stamps." He goes, and "The food stamps are still coming in." I said, "What about your rent?" And he said, "They made a law here; they can't kick us out if we miss rent." Yeah, he's like, "I'm just, we're fine." I think it's it's <laughs> here too, or or I saw it on a ticker ticker yesterday where um, the energy companies can cut your power out now yeah. if you're behind, which I guess. But it's it's so it's so cruel to everybody. It is cruel you know? to everybody. I mean, how is the energy company supposed to pay their employees and, yeah. and survive if you have so many people behind? And then good luck collecting after. I mean, it's nice hearing these these CEOs of these big companies saying that we're going to forego a check for a while. Well, yeah, you should. Yeah, you should also forego those bonuses they're paying you too. Yeah, and maybe help out the economy here. I mean, because people need help, and you know, this could cripple this could cripple the, the entire world. I mean, not just our country, the entire world is going through this. I think besides China, to be honest with you. Because you th- to me, China Do you I think mean, their communist iron fist was like, that's it. Yeah. Like zone it off. Like everybody in this area just dies. We're just gonna move on. Well, think about <laughs> this. Think about this. I mean, if it really started there, which at this point it could start anywhere and it could start for whatever reason. Yeah. Really infection or somebody put it out, right? I mean now we are getting into the conspiracy stuff, but if China has, has all the pharmaceutical uh, companies making stuff there, yeah. now they have this kind of a virus that mainly attacks all people. I mean, now, again, don't want to sound insensitive because I have old parents. Yeah. But now, what is really a burden on the economy? If you have an overwhelming number of old people, that's just the expense, right? So now... Uh, China will get rid of most of the old people. They have plenty of other people because, as you know, they're very populated. And now they have all the <laughs> pharmaceutical companies and who even, I guess, bears uh, aspirin is made there. So if we get a headache soon and, and China has hold of it, I mean, we are going to be with a head- headache for a while. Yeah. So now they're going to they're already uh, sending. A, there is a, a, a plane 
a, a Russian plane, the Ruslan, which is uh, from Ukraine, rented out to uh, go between Czech Republic and China, br bringing respirators and all these vaccines, uh, not vaccines, but test kits. Mm. And it goes and lands twice a day. Mm. And we are buying it in Czech Republic all from China. Mm -hmm. And they have plenty of it suddenly. Like they have all the stuff that everybody else needs. It's kind of weird to me. That yeah, I mean, it's very easy to, to think of a, a, a holy crap, you know, conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And if, you know, I always look at the game of Chinese checkers. You ever play Chinese checkers? Mm, I know. Of the it, little marbles. Yeah, I know you, you're allowed the to move, game looks like. You're allowed to move one spot, mm -hmm. and it's like that weird diamond, mm -hmm. multi-diamond-shaped thing. And your idea is domination. <laughs> I'm going to take over one of your marbles, yeah. and every time I take over one of your marbles, I get another marble. Yeah. So as you do that, you just gobble up. It's weird they named it Chinese checkers. I don't know if they if they actually named it that or if it was yeah. some weird, you know, racist thing that they thought up of in the 70s. This is what we'll call it because this is what their <laughs> mentality is of communism. Whatever the purpose, I'm sure Hasbro or Mattel or whoever came up with is like, dude, that's not the, shut up, stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, but that is sort of a lesson for what they're doing in a way. I mean, they are, we've seen it in our area, them buying up properties in Myrtle Beach and... You know, after you own enough property, you then get allowed a seat at the table when it comes for the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. And then it's time to elect somebody. Oh, my kid was born here. Mm -hmm. We're going to vote this kid in because he went to law school and now he's a he's an upstanding citizen and he's from here. And he's going to keep pushing our issues. I yeah. mean, this, this conspiracy thing could go on really far. Exactly. But, but if you think about it, they're doing it in a way that, that is beneficial to everybody. Except for the lowest common denominator, the people working in the factories that are making this stuff for pennies on the week. Exactly. You know, they're getting paid garbage to basically slave labor everything, but it's for this common good of we're going to keep building this empire, and it's working in a lot of ways. I mean... It, it's, it might be just working in their way now, but, you yeah. know, it makes you think about it because it does play in their cards very yeah. well because they almost, they were come, going into an economic recession at this point. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean... Well, and they've allowed, even through their communist dictatorship scenario, they've allowed capitalism to come into the country so that they have more middle class than the entire globe right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have so many people doing well in life because they've allowed these companies from America, basically, to come in and set up operations, which has helped our economy, too, because... You know, I heard somebody say the number one thing we export in America is our culture, <laughs> which is true. Mm -hmm. I mean, Levi's, you know, well, yeah. McDonald's and stuff like that, all the brand name stuff, movie stars, our, our, our movie, you know, our movie history, just the, the, the music and everything else. The culture is what we export to other countries more than anything else. And that's interesting, and it's it's what you said, and it's very true because when you think about it growing up back home, ev everybody wanted, even during the commies back there, Back then, we all wanted American jeans and American yeah. stuff, and look what it's like there. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's true. I mean, uh, what was it? I was watching some movie. Um, this Iranian sheet guy, he was like, "All I really want is a Ford Mustang." <laughs> like he's just like he could have any car in the world. But he's like, "I want an American Ford Mustang." Yeah. He's like, "I want an American muscle car," you know. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, I could see that. I could see where that would be appealing." You know, but again, it's that thing of. What you don't have is is what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I follow these guys on Instagram. These these Japanese guys that live in Tokyo, uh, that that <laughs> literally transportation there has moved almost ninety nine percent towards um, you know subways and mm -hmm. and buses. Public transportation. There's very little vehicles on the road per se, 
And these guys have gotten in this weird American hot rod culture where they're taking these old, you know, 1930s and 40s and, you know, 20s hot rods. They're fixing them up till they look really authentic, but then chopping them up so they look like hot rods. And they're riding around with these, you know, white T-shirts with cigarettes <laughs> rolled up in the sleeve. And they got their hair in a pompadour. And they're, you know, they're taking cool pictures with nobody on the road. Nobody on the road. And it's like, this is so cool looking, you know, but... But it's the culture again. It's that I wanna I wanna have a little piece of this Americana, you know. And it makes you wonder what's gonna happen in our future as a country. Um, what was it yesterday? I was listening to somebody say that that the weird part is is having people under a communist regime is beneficial for the overall goal of of the government of how do we control these people, but it also stifles creativity and it stifles anything that's gonna be cultural mm. it, it just holds you back from thinking outside the box or trying to figure out a way to solve a puzzle you know whereas in america when you have the quote-unquote freedom you're sitting around a lot of times going how can i do this differently how, how can i create the thing that's gonna catch lightning in a bottle and it is that that difference of being being you know held under a, an iron thumb versus going yeah you can be anything you want to be you can be president yeah, yeah sure why not i mean it's a different mentality your entire life you know so I don't know. I'm. I'm <laughs> I heard somebody <laughs> just yesterday go. At least I'm old and I don't have to deal with this crap anymore. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's going to be their problem. It's not going to be my problem anymore. It's going to be their problem. I was like, Hoosh. yeah. I speaking of China, you know, again, um, I saw and heard that there is videos of um, how they suddenly depressed the amount of uh, infections and stuff that the. They actually went and, and grabbed whole families out of their houses and shipped them somewhere to the camps. I doubt that they, if they did, they, that they did it for them to get well. But um, they apparently they really dealt uh, with the infection very drastically when it comes down to um, uh, moving people to certain areas and stuff like that, which I wouldn't doubt. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, the crazy part is it could have been helped in the beginning if, with just some regulation on how they handle food. I mean, yeah, yeah. as simple as that. If that's what it is, I mean, again. if that's what it is, if it's not a, if it's not a, uh, uh, Illuminati plot to take over the world, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it could be population control. Here we go, right? It I could mean, be. It could be. I mean, anything, anything at this point, I, I, I will take any, any conspiracy or any explanation. Well, even with us sitting around watching the president sign a, a six point two trillion dollar stimulus package, well, that's socialism. It is socialism, and at the same time, I had a, actually, I wish I would remember the name, he went on the radio and, and uh, stood up against uh, um, this uh, deal, and when, you, when he calculated where all this money is supposed to go, there is still a huge amount of money that nobody knows where it goes yeah. through this deal. Yeah. So, And everybody it, signed off on it. Yeah. Everybody, everybody signed on it. Yeah, it was originally two point two trillion, and yeah. then from them saying that to them signing the paper, it jumped to six point two trillion. I'm like, Ex- what exactly? And and when <laughs> when he money? Like, and he actually had the math behind it. He was saying, okay, think about this. You have this amount of families making this amount of money. That's what goes to them. What they yeah. say and all the other stuff. And he said, where is this money that's left over from all this going? Mm-hmm. So. And even with the breakdown of it, there's still money spent there that I'm like, why are you spending on that? 
it's it's ridiculous things that that shouldn't be for the people and it's like you know i get the fact that you're trying to help the economy keep going but like why do you need to give 28 million dollars to pbs yeah what, and, and there is all what's other, the point yeah. in that I, I yeah you know is PBS that big a deal? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't watch PBS. I mean, not since I was a kid. I guess if they want to keep us a little bit happy or the older people that will be locked I up got in Netflix. our houses soon. What do I need a PBS for? Exactly. <laughs> speak, the speak. internet can literally access everything. Everything. Speaking of Netflix, um, I'm bored, so I, <laughs> I started a Tiger King. Oh, you? yeah? It's uh, it's if it's true and the document is uh, say eighty percent accurate and stuff, which I believe it is because there is some serious footage. Um, it's mind blowing. Those people are beyond crazy. Well, listen, I, I watched Narcos to, to, and realized that cocaine was a really big deal. I mean, uh, I, I kind of heard about yeah, cocaine, but yeah. I didn't realize what a big deal cocaine was until I watched Narcos. And, oh, I, and I was like, my face. holy cow, this country was fueled by cocaine in the oh, 80s. Yeah. Jeez. But then you watch something like Tiger King. I haven't seen it, but I just watched the previews. And in the previews, the guy's like, he took my arm, he took my arm. And the guy goes, it's going to be okay. It really is. It's going to be fine. I was like, I'm not watching this. No. <laughs> not a, a, a spoiler. Cocaine. That's a what that spoiler is. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, that that person was back at work like within a week. Oh yeah. Without arm. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people have already watched it. It's you're all not over gonna Facebook. watch it at all. I'm not gonna watch really? it at all. No. So so yeah, I became the I, I became the craze stat here that I. I just haven't watched it. and I already know Carol killed the dude. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, I heard so much about it that now I'm watching it. I'm like, when is this gonna happen? Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. But I'm on episode six, so I'm just gonna finish the seventh one, be done with it. But it, it's it's kind of cool that you can see the the guy. Um, from Myrtle Beach, yeah, he's on it. But just a quick short story: when we used to go and boat on, on an intercoastal waterway, we came with our friend, and uh, he had a boat too. And we kind of went back and forth and followed each other, whatever. And we we um, we went on the sandbar and we were hanging out. And he comes, he goes, "I saw a guy on an elephant in an intercoastal waterway," and we were like, "Mike." Like you're drunk. Like we've been riding boating a whole day. <laughs> okay, whatever. What so I'm never pay attention to it anymore. Like he said, whatever. He goes, yeah. I think it was elephant. I swear to you. Well, I'm watching this show, and they have a segment, or you know, they jump back and forth from these different uh, big cat owners or zoos, and there's this guy that um, has it at the beach, and he's on an elephant going in an intercoastal waterway to bathe him, and there is this boat slowing down and people watching him, and he's got a back gate that b- butts up to the intercoastal waterway, and all his property is on there. So now I, I got to say, say, tell him I'm sorry because he probably really saw an elephant in an intercoastal waterway. Mm. <laughs> wow. It's, but anyway, I, how I said, I, I just wanted to mention it, but um, um, people are crazy if that's... If the document is, I really love the memes that, that have come out of it, especially yeah. The one somebody with the, show me. I saw a tiger today or something. Yeah, with cat. yeah. I like the one it's, with the. Is always it, they, people do this a lot with the husband and wife in bed. Yeah, and she's like, I wonder if he's thinking about other women. He's like, I could have owned a tiger for two hundred dollars. Yeah, but you oh know, does it surprise me? People are this nuts and crazy, and, and no, but. Is it fun to watch sometimes to to make you feel normal? I guess. I, I guess. I, you know, I get that way with these murder mystery shows. When I watch those murder mystery shows, I'm just like, I don't know. There's something about seeing them 
And, and I guess something about being in the Marine Corps, you, you, at a certain point you have to ask yourself, okay, I've learned over the years that you can't unsee some things. You can't unhear some things. Mm-hmm. There's some things you learn about life that you go, why do I ever need to know that? Like that's, that's some unwanted knowledge that I, could, I wish I could just take it out of my brain and go, <laughs> no, that's not, let's forget that image. Let's forget yeah. that thing that happened. Let's forget that interaction, you know, PTSD type stuff. And I see this stuff and people are fascinated with it. I'm like, I can't wait to watch it. I'm like, eh. is there a moment where you can just step away and go, this isn't for me. I don't, cause I'm, I know if I watch this, I'm going to have dreams about it. I'm going to, it's mm-hmm. going to be in my lexicon, you know, and I see stuff like that. The guy getting his arm ripped off by a tiger. And my first thought is, well, of course that's what happened. Duh. Yeah. You know, I got a friend of mine that, that Josh Treadaway, he's been on here a bunch of times. He's like, I want a monkey. I was like, oh, that's a terrible idea. You should totally do it and let me film it. Yeah. That's going to end yeah. up horribly. <laughs> like the lady that had the, the chimpanzees or orangutans. Yeah. And they attacked her and yeah. pretty much ripped her face off. That's the first thing they go after is your yeah. face. Yeah. 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 They're just, the, if they're cute and cuddly yeah. and they play. But when they attack, I mean, they're, those they're are a the wild most, animal. They're yeah. most, but they're vicious yeah. too. Tiger is straight up, right? Tiger will be like, bite your neck and eat you. These things, they will tear your face up first. Yeah. So. You know, I listen to Joe Rogan a lot, and he talks about animals, the way animals attack people and and other animals and stuff like that. And he's like, a bear will literally step on you and eat you, you know, butthole up. Yeah. Or legs. It wants to keep you alive as long as possible, so blood keeps flowing to all the organs. But it'll eat your extremities and your butt (laughs) first, and it'll eat you alive while you're screaming. You know, yeah. and it, it won't stop. He's like, a wolf is kind of the same way. He's like, really, a big cat's the way you want to go because a cat will kill you first. Yeah. He goes, that's how it I want to go. It's neck. Just go after my neck, you know, and then I don't know what happened. And then you can snack on me all you want. He's yeah. like, that's, you know, if you're going to pick a, an animal to die from, a big cat's the way to go. And I'm like, I never thought of it that way. Thanks, Joe. Now I have that knowledge in my head. <laughs> that, bring me, that brings me to the guy in, in Colorado that was, was jogging like a year ago and the the uh, mountain lion attacked him and he killed it. Yeah, uh, that's that's tough. He was in the hospital with a couple of cuts, but that's I guess that shows you, like, what you can do <laughs> if it really uh, your life is online. Well, that guy. You know? I remember when that happened. Um, Joe had a guest on and he said, "Do you think you could fight off a cat?" And he goes, "I mean, I I might have a chance." He's like, "But if it's over sixty pounds, no." No. And he's like. Really? 60 pounds? He goes, that thing is all geared for death. Yeah, because it's muscle. It's I'm all not. muscle and, and at that, yeah. He's like, I do run with, with a knife now. He goes, but ever, <laughs> ever since that story came out, I went, maybe I should take a knife. You know, but again, my chances are low. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm running and already taking a weapon because of this, I'm, I'm probably pinging a gun. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez, it's, it's you know? incredible. It's, uh, it Why would you me. choose knife? I mean, you either well, wanna, they, you either wanna just easily survive, or you just wanna yeah. still have a fight. I mean, what well, is like knife that, gonna that do? That lady on uh, um, Life Below Zero. It's yeah. on uh, Net. Was it Net Geo? Or yeah, the one like that. that lives by herself there. Yeah, with, above the Arctic Circle. Yeah, and she's got a refueling for the plane. The bear attacked her. Yeah, she had an adolescent bear attack her, <laughs> like like gnaw on her face, and it thought it killed her. Yeah, and then she she apparently wasn't completely dead. She got up, went and got her shotgun, and killed that bear. She hunted <laughs> the bear down, and killed that bear, and uh, sewed her face back on and ate the bear later. She's like, it was an adolescent bear. I didn't it, see that part, but I know who you are yeah. talking about. I was like, holy. And that's what got Joe's attention. And he had her on the podcast, and she talked about it. I was like, holy crap, what an experience. But she was like, yeah. She goes, I just realized it, that you know it was going to kill me. And then when it didn't, I was surprised. And I thought, 
okay, this is obviously an adolescent bear. It doesn't know that it hadn't killed me. Yeah. If it was an older bear, it would have just killed me and, and then ate me later. Mm-hmm. She goes, but this one was an adolescent. It thought it just thrashed me around enough to kill me. Mm-hmm. She goes, but it didn't. So it was my job to kill it. <laughs> See, I didn't like, know that happened like because I, you know, I don't watch it um, yeah. religiously. But I, if it's on, and, and then I'll. Uh, I didn't watch it until then. <laughs> when I heard about it, I was like, "Oh, I got to check this lady I gotta out." See this. <laughs> She's hardcore, man. She really is. But you know, again, it was one of those things where once I heard about it, I was like, "Now that's in my brain. Mm. Now that's knowledge." And, you know, people are crazy about all these shows on on Netflix. You know, like like the show You, where this guy's a stalker. Mm-hmm. I can't watch it. It just freak you it, out, huh? Just watching the previews go, I go, no, no, not watching that. No, forget it. That's the same thing as uh, my friend. Um, we both have dogs, and we sometimes um, will go together to the um, Lynch's River Park, and he will go a lot by himself. And then he hand me a book about, uh, I haven't read yet, but about the circular in this area, Gaskin. Oh, yeah, Pee Wee Gaskin. Pee Wee Gaskin. Yeah. And he told me, he told me um, if you read this book, you're going to be carrying gun in the park where we go if you're by yourself. He goes, because I do now. Yeah. So I haven't read it yet, but um, that's, I guess, the same thing. I remember when he was, I remember as a kid hearing about, or you know, kid coming up, hearing about them catching him, and then they would get close to killing him, and he would release you know information about where more bodies are buried. Uh, and so he goes, was... I just remember where some more bodies. So they keep him alive. <laughs> to keep finding out where these bodies are because they could then have closure yeah. for the families. Yeah. But he kept releasing more and more information about where this body was found, where that body was found. And it's like, holy cow. But yeah, that's a, it, that dude's terrifying. Pretty um, pretty strange about um, most of these circular are such a smart people, you know? Well, it's like the, the thing crazy. with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Brad Pitt and, and Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah, is that good? I don't want to watch it. But is it... But you, you, I haven't seen it. Really? I don't, okay. I don't want to watch it. One of the movies on I my mean, list. It's almost like the more fantastical or, or crazy it is that it couldn't be real, the more I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. Like Starship Troopers is extremely violent, you know, with the with the weird bug-looking aliens and they're fighting against them. And it's it's very <laughs> fantastical. And I have no problem with it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's yeah, all fake. Yeah, it's too There far is that out. separation in your brain of, this is fake. It, but then you watch, you know, like I got really into the show Vikings mm-hmm. and, you know, Ragnar Lothbrok is... Uh, a really cool character, neat story, a lot of violence, but there's some weird separation in my brain where I go, yeah, but that was a long time ago. I don't know if there's a weird separation of time, <laughs> but like even like, you know, the Matrix being totally fake, tons of gunfire, tons of, you know, mm-hmm. people dying and, and stuff like that, but it's and all dodging fake. Dodging bullets. In your brain, it's all fake. Yeah. But yet you can watch a YouTube video and someone falls like riding their bicycle and they fall, they hit something and fall on their face on the concrete. I'm like, oh God. Yeah, right. <laughs> True. <laughs> as soon as I do it, my eyes water up, my nose feels runny. I'm like, oh God, why would I watch that? You know. But then you're watching all Vikings and it's. But like, yeah, I don't know if it's it's because it's because I know it's just so fake. And but probably because you know it's a movie and and that actual scene and stuff is not real. Even but it even, could happen, but but like there's shows like like Mind Hunter where they the FBI was learning to uh, determine profiling, profiling. Yeah. yeah, for serial killers. Yeah, that's where they first coined the phrase serial serial killer, and it's this story, and they follow these guys around and stuff, and it's it is terrifying to watch because it's it's not that it's it's not that you're face to face with it on a regular basis. It's just the idea of you know this was real and this really happened. And yeah, this is the dramatization of it, but like this past season, I don't know if you've seen it, this past season they did one about this guy in Atlanta that was abducting kids and killing kids. Mm-hmm. I was living in Atlanta as a kid during this time, <laughs> and my mom was an ER nurse, 
And so you're home alone a lot. The new, yeah. And the news would come on, and 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 they would end the broadcast. It's you know, it's it's ten o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? That's how they would end the broadcast. And I would be at home going, Do you know I'm at home by myself. Yeah. And I turn the TV off. And I'm like, <laughs> and you know, I, I mean, I see it with my kids, and especially in times like this, people will. Uh, become more desperate i guess at times because of um, not, necessi- be. not, that, not necessary for a food shortage but money shortage obviously there's well, no just jobs. paranoia paranoia and all that and um uh, you know we i come home at times and my garage door is up and yeah. they're at home or one of them leaves leaves the garage door up and i'm like you then you see these datelines and whatever how just two guys during broad daylight walk in the house and you know, hell happens. And, well, I, mean, and a- I tried to tell them, I said, guys, think about this. Yeah. There is people, there is so many evil people on the world and you are just leaving the door open. And in a lot of ways, there's a very thin veil of security that we have. Like, like, the, like you said, the garage door. It seems like it'd be protected once that's closed and nobody can come in there. <laughs> How much effort would it really take to get in there? I mean, no. if somebody was motivated, they get in there. Yeah. Your, your window... They could break a window easily. It, anything, really. you know, anything. Yeah, it, I mean, but when I, it's mo- like locking your door in, in public on your car. You're not locking it to keep thieves out. You're locking it to keep honest people out because honest people, it just keeps pe- honest people honest. Yeah, but if you have you know somebody walking by that wants in your vehicle, like, it doesn't matter uh, if it's locked. So they're going to get in your look vehicle. At, look at the phone. I can just reach in and whatever. Yeah. So that turns them into very opportunistic. We work Thieves, with people that right? drive Jeeps, and I often ask them, I'm like, what do you do? Yeah. And they're like, I just leave the doors unlocked. It's a lot easier to to, to replace the loose change in my True. center console than it is to replace a top that they've cut open to get yeah. inside to realize there's okay. nothing but loose change in there. Never thought like, of it that way, but it. it makes sense, right? Yeah. But, but um, I, felt, I felt like some weird, you know, apocalyptic guy going around to, you know, five different grocery stores, getting supplies here and there and putting them in my vehicle. And then walking it, walking away, thinking, I "Wonder if I come back, if everything's still going to be here." If it's if if people are so desperate and they yeah. see it in your because I'm, car, I'm right? walking in and out of these stores, mm-hmm. and every time I put more stuff in my vehicle, <laughs> all it takes is one person sitting in the parking lot who's desperate, yeah. going, "Fill it that up." Dude seems to have a lot of stuff in that yeah. vehicle. Yeah, you know. Or let's take it the other extreme. Let's say it's not me. Let's say it's my wife. Mm-hmm. She's well. a lot easier target than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, if if there's a lady out there who's stocking up on stuff and you, and somebody sees her, hey, look, an easy target. I mean, it does it does kind of paranoid me and to think, you know, we are on a thin veil of keeping everything together. Joe talks about that recently. He's like, you know, what if the power grid went down? How quickly would we turn oh. into just crazy people? He's like, we went crazy over toilet paper now. He goes, think about it, if we didn't have power. Uh, yeah, at this at these times. And you then know. just back to what you were saying. Um, when I moved here to United States or came, I couldn't believe that a um, lot of houses and most of the houses here uh, have actually um, a glass front door. I couldn't get that. I was like, that that doesn't make sense to me. Do do we have one in my house? Yes, but uh, like I'm like, it's like like the the first line of protection on your house is it's the your door. front door, yeah. right? And I'm like, now it's glass. So if somebody is really desperate, all they do is break it, break it, yep, jump through or open it from the inside, and they're in your house in a matter of seconds. And if you're asleep, I mean, good luck react, reacting. Yeah. Even though, well, you know. And, you know, these people got these uh, door cam things now that, that, yeah. that sit on their, their front porch. 
And I'm like, okay, but what if that's not your, what if that's not the point of entry? Exactly. I mean, especially if you live on a corner lot. Well, <laughs> right. And, then, and, and who who would do that anyway if they if have a the camera, bad intention? Yeah, if you had bad intentions and you see the camera, why would you even come at the front door? That's not the front door. I wouldn't, first of all, come even from the street. We were sitting here one night. Um, this has been a few years ago, but we were sitting here one night watching TV, and someone knocked on our back door. After port, I mean, after And it was deck, dark. After deck yep. right here? And it was dark. Mm-hmm. It wasn't this deck. It was the old deck. Okay. But someone knocked on our door, and I, I told my wife, I said, grab the shotgun. Mm-hmm. She goes, what? I said, grab the shotgun yeah. right now. And when I tell you, cock it. <laughs> I mean, it was it was one of those moments where I thought, okay, I guess this is happening now. I mean, there's no reason anybody should ever knock mm-hmm. on my back door. No, ever. I mean, even... And, and now, if, granted, if I don't have a fence. neighbor, yeah. then he's not dumb enough to, no. to scare you like that, no. to go through the back door. No, not at all. So what happened? So I run the guy off, but... Oh, so so <clears> he did actually... Or did you tell him to he go He came away? up with a fake idea of, of, you know, oh, we're just going door to door. I was like, not at my back door, you're not. I said, I've already called the cops. Yeah. I said, if you come back here, and I, I told my wife, I said, do it. And she... Cock the shotgun. I said, I got something for you. <laughs> yeah. He took off. There was a car parked out here, and there were several kids that were at different doors just checking to see if anybody was in the area. This may have been around the, the recession around 2008. They were just checking back doors to see if anybody was home. And wow. we called the cops, and, you know, hopefully they went after them. I, you know. Yeah, who knows? But, um, yeah. Well, I didn't thinking. call the cops, and they were called the cops because we yeah. talked to them about it. But, yeah. But it was terrifying because I was like, I guess we're doing this now. I know. I've been sitting here in my in my underwear watching TV, you know, and now all of a sudden, and I'm like, what? Really? Yeah, you you have a couple of guns at the house and so all that. Their and brain you think, is just and you, think you are ready, but, yeah. but when it happens... But you're not. No. No, I would be terrified you're, you're grabbing in, it thinking, oh, I, I got to do it now. Yeah. Your brain's in a fog. Yeah. You're in disbelief. Yeah. You know, I believe it, but I get I get annoyed at these TV shows where like you know there's always a struggle for a gun and somehow the wife ends up with a gun and she's pointing it at the guy and he goes you're not gonna shoot me and I'm like of course she's not because this stupid show is written and <laughs> they know people are afraid and I'm like I, I'll pause it and I look at my wife and I'm like if you're ever in that moment pull the trigger yeah pull the trigger I, I, my, every show that in, that has this happen the girl ends up getting killed. Pull the trigger. <laughs> you know. What does that tell you? Yeah, between you and him, you, you're going to make sure you live. You, you just make sure this happens. Yeah. You can repaint. You can move. It doesn't matter. Just pull the trigger, you know. So just to go off subject and don't want to change it too much, but where do you think this all will go when we come down to the, the coronavirus, when it comes down to affecting our lives here in South Carolina? I think that a lot of people are going to lose their homes. I think that a lot of people won't be able to sell their homes. I think that a lot of businesses will shut down and probably won't come back for another five years. I think that um, I think a lot of families are going to move in together with each other, pull their resources as much as possible. Um, I think it's going to take a, it's probably going to take ten years for the economy to recover. Um, I mean, this is just my broad spectrum view of it because I think about it. I've been That's why I ask it. you. I know, I know you. You know, I'm, you I'm, read, you listen to a lot of podcasts. You, you are. It's going to be. It's going to be a rewarding system for anybody who can think outside the box of solutions. Like if, okay, so one of the things I like to talk about is is whenever you're 
whenever you're going through an interview process with a company, they ask you a lot of weird questions. Yes. They're trying to get a feel for your personality. They're trying to get a feel for who you are. One of the main things they're trying to answer the question of is, when when the poop is the fan, is this guy a problem solver mm-hmm. or a problem? Mm-hmm. And so you, you sort of want to pick that out of somebody's character because there's no business that's going to go perfectly. There's always going to be hiccups along the way. There's always going to be things that go a little astray. And you want people in your group that are going to be problem solvers because you're going to need to lean on them. And then one day they're going to be leaders themselves, and you still want that mentality in your organization. You know, you could you could hire somebody who's you know who knows how to do the job, but they're a problem right off the bat. You can tell from the interview, and you go, "I really don't want that person here." Same thing for the apocalypse. I mean, you want people that are problem solvers. You want people that are like, mm-hmm. "Hey, what if we do this?" I mean. You got to have people who are willing to listen. You got to have people who are willing to speak up and share ideas. Think outside the box. Think right? outside the box. You know, realize the real dangers that are going on, and and but not in a the sky is falling sort of way, but in a okay, let's circle the wagons, let's get some water, let's get some food, let's get let's do what needs to be done, let's take care of these people, let's take care of these people. But you you know, it's going to be those people who succeed from all of this. It's going to be these people that think outside the box like that that are going to thrive. Um, you know, through everything that happens negatively, there's always a positive aspect that comes from it. There's always something that comes from it mm. through either technology or through community that helps society as a whole. I mean, I know a lot of people out there are doom and gloom people, and oh, it's all over. Oh, no, yeah, no, it. I hate that. And there's not there's, that person. And, and what plays in their cards is to the earthquakes now, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. I'm like, come on. I mean, those are the same people that buy scratch offs and go, any day now, buddy, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, last 20 you, bucks right are here. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I am more, I, I guess I'm optimistic because of just seeing things the way I've seen it for the last 45 years. You know, there's always an upturn to things because people want to, to, they want to succeed. They want to make things happen for them and their families. We have kids right now that are, that are going through this as children that are going to go, all right, I'm supposed to have a future in this. What is my future? And, you know, see a need, fill a need. There's always people out there that, that have that mentality from day one. I, I see where the world needs this. I'm going to mm-hmm. supply it. Here's an opportunity for me for me to make my money or make my notch or to help people because I lost my grandparents to this or to whatever. The, yeah. So they're going to the medical field. They'll go into all kinds of things to do with infectious disease. They'll go into all kinds of technologies that has to do with, you know, treating people or food industry there's going to be you know tons of things that come out of the food industry to help people have sustainable stuff you know there's going to be people that plant gardens that have never had a garden before (laughs) there's going to be people that have chickens that have never had chickens before (laughs) there is people who are going to actually know who their kids and and right spouses are (laughs) right (laughs) right the question of where you're going is not going to be annoying anymore it's going to be a i'm going over here because of security yeah i'm going over here i'm going to be there call me when you get there let me know you're safe okay yeah true why not? You know, everything in life, to me, has an ebb and flow to it. And, you know, there's lots of folks who like to go, yeah, it's not true, man. It's just all going to hell or, or yeah, no. whatever. I don't, I don't like to be surrounded by those people because that's, that can infect your brain. You know, you got to have the mentality of, you know, looking at the world the way it is and realizing there is an ebb and flow. And with every positive, there's a negative. And with every negative, there's a positive. I mean, that's why I'm a little nervous whenever things are going my way. I'm like... I'm the same way. I don't. <sighs> okay, things yeah. are great right now. What's about we, to break? You know, because yeah. inevitably 
like everything's fine, and then the heat <laughs> yeah. pump goes out. And, and you or, know, I do it even at work. Like, know, yeah. If I get on a truck and I'm like, it's smooth and everything is low, I'm like, uh, watch you know, out. But it's, it, it is, I don't know if that's pessimism or if that's just expected reality of, you know, like I said, years of experience. For, for me, it's, I guess, more, um, don't get too excited don't get too because comfortable. then you get too low yeah and too comfortable you so, don't yeah, so you want to maintain that medium and if it's happening really yeah. good we'll make sure you are still doing everything properly the way it's supposed to be because you know what you can forget something you are an hour away you have to bring it back and your day is shot at that point yeah. and it was and it's your fault because you let your mind you know wander or or your your um, mind down and you know, you made a mistake and it was nobody else's fault but yours. And because you, you just let let down because it was going too smooth. So well, it could be that. It's not it's not getting, you know, there is that idea of pessimism. Living, living in the moment kind of people. I wish I could be one of those living in the moment people. But I am, a you know, I guess because of being a truck driver. Yeah. You know, I had this analogy with somebody the other day. I said, you know, as a truck driver, you're always looking down the road. What what is coming up? Exactly. What's in front of me? What what is a danger? Is there a cop on the side of the road? Is there somebody broke down on the side of the road changing a tire? Do I, need, do I need to change lanes? Is there traffic moving slower that I need to prepare for? Is there fog up ahead? Is there bad weather? Whatever it is, I need to figure out what to do so that I can get myself in position to be safe and to keep them safe. So with that mentality, you tend to look at everything in your life as what's coming up. Mm-hmm. So you start looking at your months and you start going, okay, so now is... We just enter April 1st. What's coming up? Okay, May's around the corner. What's going to happen in May? It's going to get hot. Okay, so maybe I need to get the air conditioning guy here to come look at the air conditioning, make sure everything's running smooth. You know, maybe I need to look at the tires. Is everybody's tires okay? Everybody got oil changes? Okay, good. We're good on oil changes. You start going through your head of all the things you need to prepare for for mm-hmm. the new season. But then also in, your, in life, you know, with this coronavirus, you know, you're going, okay, so we're having a tough time right now, and we need to make sure we have supplies. Do we have supplies? And that's where a lot of the panic comes in is when you go to the stores and you go, well, there's no supplies. And then you look online on Amazon and there's nothing on Amazon. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, listen, I used to be able to buy stuff on Amazon. Why is suddenly everything out of Amazon? But, you know, I guess because of living in South Carolina and we've dealt with hurricanes so many times, it's really not uncommon for us to go to the store and see empty shelves. Exactly. We it just go, all right, we can't get that right now. And you, you find workarounds as you go. You find things you go... All right, so we're eating chicken for the next two weeks, guys. Yeah. Or, or you go, yeah. I got pork. I got a lot of pork yeah. in the freezer. We're gonna eat lots of pork. Sorry, you know. Exactly, but um, you know, <laughs> how you said about the empty shelves. I mean, initially, you know, people panicked and like they do before hurricane, and yeah. then it, it took a little longer this time. But, but now the whole country's do going through that, you, you know. Yeah, but eventually, now when you look at the stores, I mean, you can get chicken again. But and all we're that also stuff. very lucky in the fact that we live in South Carolina in Florence. We're in a major thoroughfare between I-95 and I-20. Mm-hmm. So stuff is traveling on our interstates towards us all the time, whether we realize it or not. We could be somewhere in Montana right now where we're just like... End of the road where you have nothing. to actually make a special yeah. trip to... Yeah, where yeah. trucks take two days to get to you yeah. if they're coming to you from Denver mm-hmm. or wherever. You know, I, I don't know where they come from, but if you're waiting on supplies, you could just be waiting... But if you live up there, you also get used to that because of the snow, because of the ice, and you have a survivalist mentality. It's and a you different do, and life. And you probably do have already little extra supplies yeah. to begin at, at any point of the year. Yep. But um, what kind of surprised me, and I never thought of it, and 
maybe I'm just the only one that the, the toilet paper situation. I couldn't, yeah. I, I just couldn't understand why that is an essential <laughs> to a lot of people. I know. <laughs> and, and I was like, I was walking into uh, one of the stores and there was two guys, they were a little bit of a yahoos and they're like, are you here for a toilet paper too? And, you know, I looked at him and I'm like, yeah. Do, do, do you see the leaves <laughs> on the trees? Yeah. I mean, come on, like, like, or, or does your, I got a lot of extra t-shirts. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, does your neighbor get a newspaper? Yeah. I mean, come on, like, this is the last thing on my mind. I yeah. told him I'm here just to see if they have chicken that I can cook tonight, not even stack up. I don't really care. And I'm like, oh, okay. But, um, I just didn't never understood that that's a, such a priority for people to have something to actually use after bathroom. I was I don't get it. Yeah. But the, the thing, if I ask my mom, you know, in Europe, that it was the same thing. A lot of them, they all bought a toilet paper too. So I was like, mm, I guess that's Well, that is a weird priority. thought that you have. I mean, you look at, it shows like The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. where it's the end of the world supposedly, and there's nothing but zombies, and you're going, so what are they using for toilet paper? Because yeah. sometimes they're on the run a lot. <laughs> you never see them like go to the bathroom and be like, I really need to wash because it's been a while. You know, <laughs> it's like that that conversation never happens. But, it go, you know, again, you're suspending, you know, reality for the show. But, but yeah, I mean, it did it did surprise me as well. Um, the weird part is, is uh, my wife and I both, both grew up very poor. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we were Poe. We couldn't afford the other two letters. We were Poe. Mm-hmm. So whenever we started doing better in life, we started, you know, talking about, you know, I want to make sure we have extra of this. So we would go to Sam's and we would buy extra stuff like, you know, toilet paper and paper towels and stuff like that. Meats. Mm-hmm. We had like a, 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 a deep freezer. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I just, I don't want to ever go there and not have this. So we actually had the, a, a bit of it extra before all this started. And it was like, okay, cool. But then the question of it was, well, who do I know that doesn't have any? So then I started going to the store thinking, maybe I could find some. If I could find some, then I could give it to people who need it. Yeah. So that's why I was out and about looking at different stores, just, just kind of looking to see. And I did go in a couple of stores where there were a few, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to take it from somebody who needs it from a few. I want to find it when the store comes that's got just pallets of it, and then I'll get and one. Then I'll get, yeah. So that I went there one day, I think it was a couple of Fridays ago or Saturdays ago. I walked into Sam's, and they had pallets of it. <laughs> and I was like, and it had signed, limit one. I was like, cool i'll just get one and of course their box of one is you know 45 yeah, rolls of a yeah, container yeah. i took a picture of it, put it on facebook and i was immediately i knew that if anybody needed some they'd reach out and say hey is there any way i can get some from you and you know i'd be willing to help i would had the means then to help you know mm-hmm. that was the thing of if you had the means to help why wouldn't you what was it um i forget what i was listening to or watching i think i was watching andy griffith last night we, we've been on this andy griffith thing on on netflix lately We've, we started, like, season one, episode one. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a thing last night where uh, Opie was getting bullied, and this kid was taking a nickel from him every day. <laughs> and he really wanted to get some milk for school, and milk was a nickel. And he was like, I keep having to give my nickel to this kid. And, and he's talking to his dad about it, and his dad was trying to figure out how to, how to you know, help him out. And he said, uh, he said uh, something about, he said, there's an old saying that you can give millions, but as a, as a fee... It's harder to give pennies or something like that. That's a as a as a penance. You, mm-hmm. you, it's hard to give penny. He said the idea is is if you have enough, it's easy to give it away. You don't worry about it. You're like here, just the the donation makes yeah. it easy. But if you're expected to do it, then it's like if I have to give you a penny because you expect it, it pisses me off. And it's true. I mean, in any situation that you have, I mean, let's just say 
let's say you had a whole bunch of steaks in your freezer and you're just like, I got a, I got a freezer full of steaks. And somebody comes and they're like, you need to give me those steaks. You're like, you need to go to. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you, what if your friends call you and you're like, you hey, man, giving... we're kind of we're kind of, you know, suffering for food. I got some steaks. Come over. I'll give you some. Or, then it's you giving it. You're just helping. You don't mind helping. Or if you are giving them uh, uh, two steaks every week and yeah. then you stop and then the day the day after they, nor- you, they normally get it, they will stop by and like, hey, how you been? Like. And then at that point you realize, oh, they are expecting it now. Yeah. <laughs> Started a trend, and that's when you mind it instead yeah. of you just say, "Hey, why aren't you here? Pick up your steak." And they're like, "Oh, thank you." Whatever. Well, and it's that whole thing of you know giving giving people extra money or giving people any kind of you know support whatsoever is in a way you don't want to institutionalize people, but in a way you end up institutionalizing people because they expect it. Yeah. I mean, let's say this stimulus package rolls out and we all get money from it and it helps us pay our bills and. Don't get me wrong; it's going to save some people. It's really going to save some people in the short term. Uh, but very sh- I, that's what I'm worried about. It's just but the very next. Short term. But also, that's money we have to pay back. Well, it's not free money. Th- it's funny how they say. Not uh, only do we have to pay it back, but it devalues our dollar. Yeah, and they said, "Oh, it's not. Don't worry about your taxes going home." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, oh my god, we're all going right. to say. Remember the days we used to have a dollar menu? Well, that's gone. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's that's gone. You know." Our devaluing our dollar is 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 so detrimental. I remember seeing, uh, I forget what it was, um, some TV show when I was a kid. These guys going and playing golf in Tokyo, and it was it was outside of Tokyo. It was like in the countryside. It was beautiful, and they were talking about oh, it costs such and such a million dollars to play here, and they were like what. And he goes, yeah, but that's they have inflation here, so the conversion rate it, it costs us twenty five dollars. And I was like, wait, what? What is it? Like that's where I first learned about the value mil- of a dollar million, million yeah. yens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like twenty bucks. Yeah, I was like, how is that conversion stuff even possible? That used to be like that in um, when uh, Italy still back then had liras, and you you went there and. You had to take uh, like two hundred thousand liras for your vacation, but in real it was like uh, two hundred bucks, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was like, was well, it, how um, much is the bread? Oh, it's uh, five hundred. They do liras. travel shows in, in <laughs> Vietnam all the time because they're like, yeah, you know, this this whole trip only cost us like th- like thirty bucks, but in their money it was like you know so many hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars. It was like, yeah, yeah. If we took the whole family for thirty bucks. Like, what? <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy the conversion rate, but now. Our dollar is becoming that because of this. And it's mm. not just us. It's the entire world. So it's like at a certain point, you're not moving, you're not moving money. You're actually just moving numbers. Mm. There's, no, there's no actual paper flying around. This, here's your 6.2. Yeah. No, no it, one's sliding paper across a table. It's all electronic. It's all electronic. It's yeah. all numbers. It's all worthless. I mean, if you read that dollar, it says on there, it's a promissory note. That promise is the fact that we all have faith in it. Mm. Yeah. If we lose faith in it, Mm, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. But, it, you know, it, it, it. I listen to Dave Ramsey a good bit, and Dave Ramsey says, you know, countries have had their dollar fail before, and they've started up with a new currency. And it did take a, a while to recover, but they always recover. Mm-hmm. Every time it's ever happened. And he said, do I think it'll ever happen with us? I'm unsure. He goes, I don't think so. But it is possible. He said, but if you if you have that scenario... Don't lose faith in the fact that people are still going to want to make money. They're still going to want to sell things. And you will agree on a currency that you go, yep, this is our currency now. It could be a coin. It could be a, it could be a paper good. It could be whatever. But it, you're going you're gonna to agree on something that's going to be your currency. And it's going to keep rolling. So, Well, I just hope it's not going to 
get to it at this point or because of this. But uh, well, you know, for a long time we've talked about technology and how technology has advanced so much in sh- such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I guess technology, in a way, has advanced to the point of you. You sort of look around and go, "Okay, well, what's next?" Because mm-hmm. is there a TV we could buy right now that isn't the coolest TV you could buy? Is there a phone right now that you couldn't buy that's the coolest phone you could? Mm-hmm. I mean, what what other options do I want this little supercomputer in my hand to do? I, they also make watches that do the same thing. I don't think I, I have an iPhone, but I don't use it probably to the full capacity. What's I the? I know. But what's the next thing? So you know, it makes me wonder: Is technology tapped out? Is technology to the point where we go? I've done about as much as I can want to do with technology, or can even fathom doing with technology. I I, th- I think for. Average people, it is because mm-hmm. how I said we have stuff in our packets that could send what? Um, how many apples to the freaking moon, right? Well, I mean, you can talk to your mom across the planet, yeah, real time, yeah. Hey, mom, yeah. I mean, I talk to her every day, and it's it's you, you know, can see I've your been, face, you can see her face. I've been here 25 you know. years, and when I came the first time or first few years. Um, I would talk to him only once a week. It was like 10, 15 minutes. It cost like six, seventy dollars, right, each time. And um, the team that I played for, the junior team, would pay for it, but they would like do not go over 10, 15 minutes oh, yeah. a, a, a week. I'm like, okay. And it, you know, now I'm driving home from work. I'm like, what is mom doing? If you have unlimited Wi-Fi, I mean, a data plan, I mean, you just I can call her anytime over WhatsApp. Yeah. I can see her. I can talk to her several times a day. So it's that that in that aspect, it's super cool. Because back then, how I said, once a week a call, and then you know when you send a letter, I would get it seven days later, possibly longer. So this this is nice. I, I enjoy that. But all the other stuff, I mean, I, there's a lot of functions that you don't need. So maybe we are we are too ahead of what the average person's needs are. Yeah, you know. Well, the next advancements, like you, like we're talking about, what's next? I think the next advancements are going to be in interpersonal things with our our healthcare, with our you know accessibility to food, with our, all the things that we're sort of facing now as a problem. When you, are, when you are talking about the health and stuff, are you talking that this is what comes in my mind when you said that? Um, they're going to put chip in ours where it's controlling everything, your blood sugar, not controlling, monitoring. monitoring. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Monitor. But then again, at the same time, could it actually yeah. um, uh, then fix it? Because now they're this, working is, on this is now. how my mind yeah. works, okay? I have a pool and I have a salt water system, right? So when you have the salt cell, you are pumping salt water through it. When it hits the co- uh, electric current, it becomes chlorine. Mm-hmm. Now, is there, is there going to be something where... Oh, your um, uh, sugar or whatever is low. We are going to adjust it by this flow. And, you know, it could possibly be. So when you... you, when you on your phone. Yeah. You should run more. Yeah. What? <laughs> you, how, well, about eat, how about eat a piece of broccoli? <laughs> well, the funny thing <laughs> the funny thing with that is that if you have an Apple Watch, it yeah. already tells you, you've been sitting around too long, yeah. right? But um, Are we so, going to watch Netflix all day? Yes. Yes, we are. We're quarantined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what... Did you read that? Somebody was... No. They were, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I heard... Some joke where people said, I guess if you, and I don't have that problem because I don't really do that that much, but if you watch Netflix too long, it tells you, do you want to keep watching or something? Does it have a feature? It still does that. Okay. So they were supposed to turn it off, but it still does it. So somebody (laughs) said, could you please turn that feature off, Netflix? Because yes, we are under quarantine. We are going to be continuously watching Netflix. But when you said that about the chips and stuff in, in, you know, 
that's scary to me too because i i mean yeah when it could be used uh, so many ways oh yeah it could uh, be weaponized it could be turned against you Um, and and you know don't don't tell me they don't have the technology where uh, they're close to maybe it could already con- control your thoughts or your brain or your actions. Well, not only that. could be close to it. I mean, we don't know. Not only that, but, uh, you know, let's just hypothetically say that it, that it comes out in the next 10 years, okay? Who knows? The way technology is going is very possible. Yeah, um, I, I believe it's already. And let's say they're able to monitor things and they're able to, well, then they're also going to be monitoring, you know, how late you stay up, what you're drinking, what you're eating, you know, we're we're talking more and more about legalizing marijuana. They're going to be like, "Oh, well, you smoked on this night, and you yeah. came to work the next day. You can't work that day." Okay, cool. But but it's just more and more control on a level of you just you you take away that freedom and you just become a cog in the machine of we just want you to fit in this little bubble. You know, a lot of people are, are big on the Second Amendment, and and I am too. I I believe in the Second Amendment, but. You know, I was telling somebody, you know, if they if the government really wants to come after you, why would they even want to knock on your door and try and take your quote unquote take your gun? What they want to do is have you just keep paying taxes. Cause that's where they're getting their money. They can mm-hmm. they give a crap about you. They want your money. And as long as you're semi happy watching your stupid Netflix and eating your whatever and, and buying, your buying toilet whatever. paper yeah. in, in, in quantities and <laughs> ammo in quantities. Yeah. Go ahead and knock yourself out. Just keep paying this tax because it goes up every year, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I read something where the, the Boston Tea Party started because they raised the tax on tea by like 1%. Mm-hmm. That was the whole reason for the start for the, of the for revolution. The start of it? Oh, yeah. Wow. They raised the tax on tea not 1%. 1%. And yet our taxes go up every year. Way more than that. We mention it here and there. But, but our cost of living only goes up like two point whatever percent. <laughs> I mean, I think our, our cost of living actually goes up three point three, something three percent. Point, yeah. But it's like, you know, also in sales, you're expected to grow your sales. If you're in sales, you're always expected to grow sales by at least three to five percent every year. No matter what anything's happening in the economy, no matter what national hurricanes going on or pandemic, why aren't you meeting your numbers? Well, we gotta find somebody else to replace those numbers because we got we got shareholders to meet and blah, blah blah blah, and it's like. But there has to be a ceiling for that too, unless unless there the usually is a ceiling. Yeah, the, I mean, unless you, with, especially with food, and that means growth of a population, right? Yeah, I mean, well, it's either you take over another country, another company, or you have population growth, and so, you have a population growth every year, but. But not now. But not now. <laughs> what if the pandemic suddenly puts a hold on that? What if... Well, did you see the numbers they were talking about? Uh, what did they say? Hope it could hit up to 100,000 to 200,000 lives if it get going here. We're also going to have a baby boom after the nine th- months of this thing what, starting. Exactly. That that's People are too, locked indoors with each other. How many of um, these hundred and two hundred thousand people would die anyway, right? Corona babies. Yeah. Well, there's gonna be Corona. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Generation Corona. Yeah. And it's not gonna be the beer. Well, maybe too, because well, after uh, the beer, it's, not, it's still not a bad beer. <laughs> yeah. People who are avoiding the stupid beer for this, they're idiots. I mean, it's still a great beer. <laughs> it is. And you know what? I I don't think that a lot of it's not gonna. 
they're actually gonna make more money because there's gonna more people just to buy like hey let's have a corona party right let's, yeah let's buy corona so the there's, corona there's party. some people who will Cinco uh, de Mayo is coming but, up and, I mean uh, <laughs> yeah exactly it's their biggest day I mean, of the year it is and it's gonna be maybe even bigger even now people like hey let's buy corona it's gonna be funny we'll have corona beer like I, mean, I think it's actually gonna help help the brand then then I hope so it. I hope they don't suffer too bad I mean it's I, it's a decent company I don't think I mean, so. I think hypothetically, I'm but not if there he, giving if some kind of altruistic it, idea to a beer company. Who who would <laughs> yeah? Who would in their right right mind be like? Um, there was a Corona beer. How many years prior to this? And then you're like, I'm not gonna buy it. It's got the same name as the virus. I'm like, really? I mean, I mean that could happen. That very well could happen. There's a lot of idiots out there. We just you, just, know, you watch know, you watch the Tiger know, King. I know. There's people owning it's tigers. Sad. There's it's people sad. riding elephants. I mean, it's come sad. on. Uh, well, what about okay? So, what about if there is a new virus coming out or illness that will kill even more people and and be even well, more than it. and and its name is water. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that's just it though. I mean, like the regular flu has killed way more people than the coronavirus has. Yeah. Tuberculosis has killed more people than the coronavirus. Yeah. We're not talking about tr- tuberculosis. No, we're not talking about. Um, well, another thing to mention is I lived in Italy for three years, and when I used to walk around the town, whatever, wherever I lived. And would go through whatever their school system is like a high, in between like elementary school and high school. They can they have a different obviously system, and the, the, during the big break around noon, the whole parking lot of these kids they are probably like between thirteen to sixteen would be full, and they would all smoke and stand outside. Yeah. These kids. So now. The rate of of the disease there and and how yeah. the rate of dying has to have a lot of that because they have a lot they have the highest, um, highest number of, of population of old people yeah. ratio and also one of the, the highest the, ratios of, of smokers. smokers yeah so I mean it, it, nobody China is, too I mean yeah I mean true because when I used to go to Vancouver and would be in a casino. And I, every Chinese dude would, would either like surrender and take half of the bet and, and chain smoke there. So true. So, I mean, those numbers with, with how many people are dying there on that, that's so how we talked about it. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you can't really, if you put it in this perspective, it's not going to be as bad as it's, as it portrayed. I just listened to a podcast this morning, uh, a comedian named Mike Vecchione. He uh, he was on the podcast with Burt Kreischer on the Burtcast, and he talks about his dad dying, and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, I got to be there with my father, you know, at the end, and he's like, my father was a was a very heavy smoker, and then towards the end of his life, really smoked uh, cigars all the time, mm-hmm. and he goes, you know, the the weird part was is I didn't smoke, but I would have a cigar with him once in a while, you know, and and it was weird because it was like. I'm sort of hanging out with the murderer. <laughs> I never thought of it that way until he passed away. And I thought, oh, all those times we hung out and smoked a cigar together, we were we were hanging out with the murderer and inviting yeah. him into our lives. And it was silently killing my dad, you know, over time. And and it was just, you know, sort of a weird way to look at it. But it's, it, it, it's, it, it is true it is in a way. It is kind of a tough way to look at it. You know, it's like, weird. It's like if, you, if you grew up in an alcoholic family and, you know, after the person dies from alcoholism, you go out and have a drink because you want to celebrate your yeah. life and you're like oh i'm just hanging out with the murderer here yeah, exactly <laughs> awesome great yeah. you know but i don't know maybe maybe the side effect of this is it affects the smoking industry 
Maybe the side effect may, of all may, this, may, people go, all right, maybe I need to clean up my, my habits here and, and not smoke as much, you know, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, for me, I need I need to lose weight. I know that. I mean, I, I hear about that. You know, weight being an issue with these with these different diseases and stuff. And if you're over sixty five and you're overweight, you know, you're you're in the high category to mm-hmm. to suffer. And so I'm like, okay, so I need to get this under control. And you know, for kids growing up right now, they're going to go, okay, so here's some things I need to avoid in my life. I need to make sure that I'm healthy. I need to make sure that I work out. I need to make sure I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the change. Maybe that's the positive that comes from all of this. I don't know. You'll have like little, every house will be like a little militia camp because you have all these people now doing the workouts at home and stuff. So maybe you'll have like the families that they can like uh, be in a quarantine and you see them in the backyard having like a daily routine, like gangs in the prison. Or like in my garage, <laughs> instead of there being wood in one corner, there'll be like a home gym in everybody's yeah. corner of their garage. Yeah. I mean, that's very possible. Yeah. You know, yeah, very likely. My dad and, and his uh, his wife are uh, they're self quarantining, and I was like, "Oh, that's great! You know, you're gonna stay indoors and stuff." And he's like, "Yeah, we're not we're not going anywhere." And, and I was no, like, "Okay, that's... so so what happens in two weeks when you go out and you just happen to bump into somebody who's got it?" I mean, yeah, you stayed inside for two for two weeks, which is great. Yeah, but like you know, I hear different it, doctors say it takes main, that one time. Yeah, I mean, but the main thing they want people to stay inside for is it just limits the amount of people that are rushing into their hospital system at one time. It that. This is a long process. It's going to take a long time to go through everybody, but it's just going to regulate how many people get rushed into the into the system. And that's what overwhelms the system. It overwhelms the yeah. system. You know, that's where the most people die. So, I mean, yes, be precautious, be be mindful of that kind of stuff. And, you know, hey, if you're smoking, now's the time to quit smoking. You know, if you're thinking of changing your lifestyle a little bit, maybe now's the time to do it. I mean, yep. who knows? You know, I've done a lot of uh, podcasts lately using my phone through this soundboard, um, which is a mixed bag. It is interesting that I can do it, but it's a pain in the neck in the fact that every single time I've done one, I've had to rewire the stupid soundboard to get it to work. I don't know why. It's the same phone that goes through the same uh-huh. same plug into the same board, and it's just a signal. But every every single time I do it, I have to rewire the three plugs that go into this to get it to work. So basically, I've done four now on the. You, on the, you put it in different plugs, or yeah. actually just take them out, or I whatever. I have to take them out and move them to different spots on this board to get it to work. I don't know why. Now then, no can you use reason. the same plugs maybe three times later? Maybe, <laughs> but no. Every single one I've done, I have, I've had this thing wired differently. Yeah. Every single one, and I was like, "Crap!" You know, you and I were talking about doing this, and I was like, "I wonder if he's going to come over. If he's going to be like, can we do it on the phone?" So you know, thank you for being brave and coming out in the elements and we might be giving it to each other right now you don't know <laughs> people watch this one day and be like hey imagine those dudes are sitting around talking about this crap and they both got it how about that <laughs> yeah uh, right who yeah, knows i could mean be. whatever i mean <laughs> i'm not gonna go you know i'm not gonna uh, expose myself um but i'm not gonna also be really just crazy about it till the government tells me i gotta stay at home not go yeah. anywhere and you know you go to walmart and then they have the spray bottles there to spray or handle on them but but what about who touches the spray each other bottle? yeah you're passing by each other in the aisles and you're bumping into each other because well, there's so many people that but, are but my up my buggy handle bar will be perfectly clean but yet i just touched the bottle that everybody who walked in the store sprayed their handle yeah i mean i don't i mean there's no really ways i mean i saw a guy there with gloves on at, at walmart in the aisles and his phone rang and he goes oh 
Hey, how are you doing? I mean, and your phone's the dirtiest <laughs> part of your body. <laughs> but but he yet was touching stuff with his gloves. Then he answers it touchscreen and puts his right in his face. Yeah, I mean, in the world of contamination, then his gloves are infected and his yeah. face is infected. And what do you do with the the yeah. stuff like bag of chips that has the stuff on it? Mm-hmm. You touch with your gloves that you put it on or, or already been on, and you bring it to your home. As we know, it can survive on a surface several days. I mean. I mean, think about if you worked in these in these factories right now, making the food that we're selling in the stores or buying in the stores. You know, the extra level of care that they have to have now in each one of these facilities. Mm. You know, we pick up stuff all the time from different stores that are you know making chicken and Mm. you know chips and stuff like that. And then you go in these places to pick up a backhaul, and I know they have to be going through just extra levels of care all the time. And God, what a frustrating thing that is. It's an extra expense. It's an extra time. You know, you have employees not there, so of course your supply chain is going to be lower than normal, and you know it's it's a lot to deal with. It's, it really it's snow, is snow, big, big, huge snowball. But again, everything. the people who are going to come out of this are the problem solvers, the people who are thinking outside the box, the people who are like, let's figure out a way. Yeah. What, what's the way? What what works? Okay, let's let's give it a shot. I just wonder, like, I would I wish I could know the time frame, and nobody knows about. When we can, you know, I, we like to go places and travel. Oh, uh, yeah. When we can actually just fly again. And well, but uh, and that, that's not even that, right? The question is I think we'll be able to fly and travel before all the other stuff we want to go and see and visit and experience is going to be open. I How think. are you going to clean the planes properly? How are you well, going to clean the cruise ships properly? I saw people, um, I don't know what state, whatever, they were scrubbing the public transportation buses, whatever, even like the ceiling. Yeah. This morning, and then I know that the airplanes have now the special filters in it, right? But what about if it gets to you before it gets to the filter? I mean, it's so many well, questions. People are nasty on planes. Uh, with people the sneeze feet, and, and then fart they had the feet put the feet up. And feet, bare feet on stuff. Yeah. And, no. Yeah, it's crazy, and people pick their nose, of course. I don't, I don't obviously. No, no never done no. that. But people, you know, yeah. those those <laughs> yeah. people, yeah, the nasty, those creatures. nasty, yeah, the, them, <laughs> them, we're calling. <laughs> but I, but it know. gets everywhere, you know. That, that mucous membrane stuff gets on everything, and then you, yeah, all you gotta do is touch it. So, yeah, I, I worry about that. You know, the weird part you brought up about you know affecting your plans when you have you know good things planned. You're like. I remember going into 2020 going, this is going to be such an awesome year. Yeah. I've got like three comedy shows planned. I've got a, a music show planned. I may take a trip up to Maine, visit my dad, you know, and I'm, I got all these travel plans in my head of what's going to go on. Hypothetically, can you still go to Maine and do that? Not right now. No? There is there is states in a way where... Well, I, they I don't want to get on a plane. Oh, you would... What about if you would drive? It's a 20-hour drive. Yeah, no. I would rather not do that. And by the time you get there, the states go through. They might even close and tell you. There why are some are you states that are, are like, going? yeah. Did you like see Connecticut so, and, and I think Pennsylvania? If you go through, you have to quarantine yourself for two weeks. Yeah. If you come out of yeah. yeah, yeah. So it would take you. It would take you maybe a few months because you would have to quarantine at every state yeah. for two weeks. If you, before you if get you up flew there, there <laughs> you have to make a connecting flight somewhere. So yeah. usually, my connecting flight like. I can go from Charlotte to there. Yeah. But then it's, you go to the airport. Again, airports, ew, you know. <laughs> and, and then when you come back home, most likely you would have back to quarantine Charlotte. yourself. Yeah, you have to quarantine yourself In again. South Carolina. So it's, I just, I, I just can't do it this year. Um, but like, you know, one of the things we're facing is 
some of the plans we had, um, like we we're going to go see Jeff Dunham in, in Asheville, North Carolina, okay, uh, in March, and they let us know in February, hey, we're canceling because of this coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We had our hotel booked through Hotels.com, went on there to try and cancel, and they were like, okay, cool, we canceled your plans. Okay, cool. No refund. Oh, they were like, okay, you can. <laughs> you, you can't. We canceled. Good for you. Also, no points. You you didn't stay, so no point. No, like I got a point system. They took my money, didn't give me any points. So you should have said, "Hey, by nothing. the way, by the way, um, actually keep it. I'm coming, and then don't come. So at least you get the points because you're gonna lose right. the money anyway. Right. At least get the points. At least right? got the points. But I lost both. I was like, okay, well, what the. You know, and then Jeff Dunham, of course, he's he's rescheduling. And if you're an entertainer, you have your usually you have your weekends scheduled for shows, mm-hmm. and you have to schedule a year out because you got to get the venue, you got to get some, you got to get speakers, you got to get everything that mm-hmm. needs to happen for your show, lighting and whatever, you know, the security, the people taking tickets, everything. So you plan your year out. Well, then when they rescheduled, instead of it being a Saturday, they rescheduled for a Thursday because they're thinking we got to squeeze this in somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you're scheduled for a Thursday. Well, for me, a Thursday doesn't work. Because I got to work. I mean, before coronavirus, I had to work. So I'd have to take off a Thursday, Friday in order to do it. I'd have to take off two days in the middle of the week in order to go to it. And which now, I get. now you haven't worked for a while, so you don't really, really want to miss even, that. Yeah. Now, I, now it's but like. it's going to open up. I can't miss the time whenever it does start up, so I need to sell those tickets. <laughs> well, nobody's going to want to pay money for those tickets now. Yeah. I can't. I don't know that I can resell them. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I don't know if I can go to it and then drive all night afterwards to come back home. I, I, I don't know. The, what I got do you tickets think... to see Bert coming up in in. Uh, yeah, where is he? My my uh, stepdaughter wants in to May. See. I got tickets to see him in May. Where they rescheduled he? those already for August. Where is he? Uh, he's gonna be in Charlotte, um, August thirtieth. My my stepdaughter is a big fan. So you want to go? I'll have to tell her if she wants to go. I mean, I've got six tickets. Uh, you told me about that. It's August thirtieth, so well, it's, a, it's a Sunday, so we'll have to take Monday off. Do you think? Do you think August thirtieth will it will be open and everything? I hope so. I'm, I'm, me too. I'm just like very skeptical right now, and also was gonna ask your opinion about so when all this uh, travel can start back up and say all the parks and cruise ships and everything is open. Disney. It, yeah. Well, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be severely, severely overwhelmed and people will be traveling and doing stuff like crazy? Or it's going to be somehow leveled even uh, because a lot of people won't have the money because they lost their jobs and everything? Oh, and, and also, another question, oh, three questions, right? For yeah. But, <laughs> but um, uh I, I lost that third question, but um, you can start with those too. So, so yeah, money is going to affect people. I mean, obviously, if you're if you have a business and you lost your business, you're not going to have the money to travel. Yeah. If you if you have money and you wanted to book something, you're going to be able to find things secondhand that are people are fire selling to be like, I just need some money back from this. That was my third. Question. What do you think is going to happen with prices of flights and cruise cruise? Yeah, it's going to go down. I mean, you think it's going to go down? I don't think. I don't. Is I it, think so. Is too. anybody on a cruise right now? Sorry? Do you think there's anybody on a cruise right now? No. Do you think the cruise lines are running at all? Mm-mm. I know that some of them uh, were, uh, were I mean, offering it would to transfer, be, transfer into a hospital. It would almost be irresponsible for them to run a cruise right now if you're a cruise company. And you got to think, those, those companies rely on those ships turning over people every oh, single week. week. 
quick. So they're hemorrhaging money. I mean, just hemorrhaging money. And and they're obviously don't even reschedule right now. If their cruise was canceled, they are refunding hundred percent. If you, you wait till the cruise is canceled, yeah, you get your hundred percent. There is a lot of people panicking and want their money back and this and that. And then you get you, you gotta still pay some fee, whatever for canceling. Mm-hmm. But if you if the cruise cruise the actual cruise you were gonna go on is canceled you get a hundred percent so for you you gotta wait and i know it's something i had heard something about if if you have to wait till somebody declares the state of emergency for it to qualify like through your insurance i know that they get like a hundred percent reimbursed or there's some kind of reimbursement for the company as well it it maybe depends what company what yeah. it is, but I know cruise ships. If your cruise is canceled, which is weird because they a lot of them operate out of the Bahamas because of tax reasons. Did you see Trump talking about it? They were some, asking him if they get a the the break or the some mm-hmm. of the trillions of money. He goes, it's a little tricky now. It is but, a little tricky. But he said, you know that. If they if they register their ships in the United States, I don't see a problem. But that's gonna be tough for them right now because how you Think said about all of those territories in, either in Italy, a lot of uh, yeah. what is it? The Disney cruise ship they're registered in Italy, a lot of them, and then the other ones, you know, yeah. Bahamas and all well, that. Well, think about all the um, all of those places in the Bahamas that rely on tourism <laughs> for everything. I mean, ninety percent mm-hmm. of their income is tourists or more. I mean. If that cruise ship's not pulling up with people with money in their hands. All the people at the ports and everything, right? Port fees, everything. Jeez, I didn't even think about that. Like all the people on the... Yeah. Buying, you know, the little stands. The shippers, the, the guys fueling it up, the guys, you know... The tours, right? Yeah, the tours. The the port fees are huge. Income. All the excursion stuff that you yeah. do, zip lining tours, yeah. crap like that. All that's, those people that rely on wow. that. That's That's... When wow. we when you start peeling the layers, right? Just simple wow. as one cruise ship. How much one cruise ship will bring all these people? Maybe that one cruise ship to the guy that does the little artwork there and yeah. the stand right by. I mean, that might be a week of living. That one cruise ship, you yeah. know. And um, when you start peeling the layers like that, it's it's getting scarier, I guess. How kind of a what kind of a wide impact this is gonna have or already it's been but you personally think that the the airfares and say cruise ship fares will be they'll have to on the load they'll have to lower them just to entice people to try them out again i mean yeah because now now especially with the cruise ship you'll be like oh something's gonna happen and we could be like trapped here in a port for two weeks like the other people so they will have to gain the the trust and and people will st- will have to I guess get more com- comfortable again doing that. Well, and I got a buddy of mine that lives in New York, and I've reached out to him. I'm like, "You guys okay?" I ain't heard nothing back. I'm like, "It's a little weird for him not to answer back." Mm. Um, but he works in an industry. He works in he works in the food service industry where he is a food scientist. He goes around and checks quality control on things for a company, and so he's traveling a lot often. And I imagine that right now they're like, "Yeah, you can't travel." I can only imagine they probably furloughed him yeah. because there's no need for him. to. They can't really afford to pay him to go anywhere. And if he does go somewhere, he lives in New York, so he's seen as one of those people they have to quarantine. They're not going to let him in the oh, facility. Yeah, you know, it's, I don't, I, I'd love to talk to him to find out what's going on. God, I need to have him on the podcast. But you Rodney, if you're listening you, to this, 
Hit me up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah. Weird times. Weird times, definitely. Um, well, I am, I am, I've said this before. I feel lucky in the fact that we are in an area that financially is in a good position. Being in the South, being in a hub of I-95 and I-20, being near Myrtle Beach. I mean, whenever things start opening up again, just like whenever 9-11 happened, Myrtle Beach flourished because they were like, let's go somewhere local. Let's go somewhere we can afford to just drive there and drive home. And Myrtle Beach flourishes because they're built for it. They're they're like, hey, this has been going on for a long time. You know, I was talking to some guy who owned a pizza place up in Cherry Grove, and he was like, you know, there used to be a time in the summer where we would have slow weeks. He goes, we don't have slow weeks in the winter anymore. He goes, we're busy all the time. And he said, everyone's a little more on edge lately because of the business. This is before this virus broke mm-hmm. out. But he was telling me, he goes, everybody's a little bit more on the edge now if you own a business because you constantly have to be thinking about what's the next thing I need to do to, to grow or to maintain. And um, he had bought, he was in a building that had two buildings beside it that sold other things. He had bought the other two out and just expanded his business to be all in one thing. Okay. Uh, Basil's Pizza. He bought all three businesses and just expanded his to be one big business. And he was like, yeah, he goes, you know, I, you got to be ready all the time because you don't know how busy it's going to get. And then whenever this does come around, people are going to travel domestically to start with before they go flying off to different countries or especially to Italy. I mean, (laughs) who's going to be the first one to be like, let's go on a cruise (laughs) to Italy. Maybe it's going to be a free trip for you, for you to be the guinea pig. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, like I'm in, I mean, you you saw those kids down in Florida. They're like, it'll be fine. It doesn't go happen to us. There'll be kids. They'll sign up. They'll be like, we're going to do it, man. You're like, (laughs) yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let's put those people in a bubble when they come back and not let them come back into society for a while. But I, I think what you said is right, and especially with the with Myrtle Beach and surrounding areas, because now especially with the beaches being closed. It may I be mean, a time where our... Everybody will want to go at least touch the sand. Maybe and, our and national parks will take off. Yeah. Maybe people will start buying campers and go camping again. If they... Unless, unless they don't, you know, they don't allow the short-term rentals. I mean, right now, the, all the campgrounds are closed. <laughs> yeah. All the national parks are closed. But, yeah. you know. But you're talking about that people will actually travel domestically. And yeah. discover the pl- plenty to do and see uh, just in within the United States. I mean, is, how often do we take Myrtle Beach for, for, for granted? Um, uh, it's less summer, than an hour away. Every summer. <laughs> we take it for granted. It's yeah. right there. But if you lived in, like, Oklahoma... You're all you're hearing is about is, oh, cool, let's go check out Myrtle Beach. Mm, you know. If you got the opportunity to go, you'd be like, wow, this is really cool. It's beautiful beaches. Yeah. It's really nice weather and really nice people. But if you were somewhere in the Midwest, you'd be like, I don't know. I keep hearing about this place I want to check out. If you live, like, we went to Hawaii on a cruise and uh, uh, went, down, went to four different islands and we did an excursion with this guy and I said, this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. I said, is this as cool to you because you live here or is there somewhere else that you dream about of, I can't wait to see this? And he goes, well, you're right. I have grown up here my whole life, and I do take it for granted. We all do. He said, but I have a girlfriend who's from Connecticut, and last year I got to go home with her during Christmas time, and I got to see snow. <laughs> and you saw his he eyes said, light up like he was a child. This was awesome. And he goes, I got pictures. Let me show you. He starts showing <laughs> pictures of the snow, and everyone's, you know, Connecticut built house, the Cape-style houses yeah. with the different, you know, bright paint colors on them and stuff like that, and snow on all the peaks of the houses and lights that are twinkling. And he goes, it was like magic. And I was like, <laughs> I guess it is. Whatever you get used to, you really I mean, take for granted. He up, open his eyes, and see, see that. He's living day, in, in what we would consider paradise, mm. but it's 
but for him, he's like, yeah, I mean, this is where I live and work, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I got a buddy of mine that lives in Myrtle Beach, and and he had uh, he, for a while he had lived in New York, and he moved back to Myrtle Beach, and and he was he called me one day, he was a little depressed, and I was like, you know, what's going on? And he's like, I just I don't know, I'm in a funk, man. I just I just feel like I'm not doing anything with my life, and nothing's going right, and blah blah blah. And I said, when was the last time you went to the beach? He went, what? <laughs> I said, you live at Myrtle Beach. When was the last time you actually walked out and put your feet in the sand? And he he's quiet for a while, and he goes. I think I came here when I first moved back. He goes, that's five years. Mm. I said, okay, so what are you doing tomorrow? He goes, nothing. I go, you're going to the beach. He goes, okay. See, I, he I, called I, me a little bit later. He's like, thank you for suggesting that. Mm. I totally forgot. This is gorgeous. He's like, I went, I said, put my feet in the sand. I was like, oh, that's a lovely day. And I was like, yeah, you kind of need that reminder. But to take advantage of the Let's say that you at. don't have the ability to then fly to New York or fly to Vegas or fly to... You know, Vegas is going to suffer tremendously for this. Wow. I'm sure they're suffering right now. But are, are the casinos oh, yeah. happening, right? It's been yeah. a while now, at, at well, least two weeks. Everybody's clustered together in a, in, a, in a casino. Touching the button. Why would you invite yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Think about how many foreign people come from, from Asian countries that just mm-hmm. come in there and spend bunches of money. I mean, I've seen it walking around in, in the, in, inside the, the casinos. A lot of older people mm-hmm. just spending their retirement money. Hey, let's, let's gamble. Let's have fun. <laughs> Why would they be in the casino right now? Or why would the casino allow them to be in there? Exactly. Why would they allow their people to be around it? And all of that stuff depends on people coming in. So, I mean, I think whenever this stuff starts clearing up, you're going to see a lot more domestic travel. You're going to see people traveling to nature, Mm -hmm. things of local beauty, you know, the Grand Canyon, you know, Niagara Falls. Do you you believe also that um, this is going to help... our nature to recover a little bit. Yeah. Like, Think about our carbon because, because I mean, our carbon like, footprint that we that we throw into the atmosphere all the time from things exactly. burning. And then now right you now have, it's all getting a big break. You have less flights, less there was people a, don't travel as much yeah. people. Did you see um I've been in Venice maybe twice and um I know the water there and I've seen it, but now I've seen the pictures online and stuff. Like all all the channels are blue. There is dolphins and and swans coming back. Really, and you can actually see the bottom of the channels with with the fish and stuff. And they said that that's been decades in that less motors, less y- oil, yeah. less gas, and all the you know gondolas Refuse. and bo- boats and ferry boats coming in and out. And yeah, they have cruise ships coming in too. There was a satellite view thing they showed of China before this thing started, mm-hmm. of the uh, pollution in the air. And then they showed it like a month later when this really? thing was, and it was tremendous the difference <laughs> you saw in their in their carbon emissions. And I was like, it was like night and day. I mean, wow. whenever they were you know cranking out and everything was in a oh, high yeah. economy, you saw the the country of China and it was just smoke and and like these green little icons, yeah. yellow icons all over it, which was like the particulates smog. in the air. Yeah. And then a month later, clear sky. Hmm. There's not a single piece of anything in it. And you're like. That's just a totally different image altogether. I mean, but all of that flows our direction into uh, California, yeah. into Alaska, into Canada, and then eventually towards us. You got to think that's going to affect it, us. I, it it will, but at the same time, how you said, I think that the nature is getting a huge break. Yeah, right now. And listen, so a, if anybody out there is is in a position of helping other people, and you you know how to do some things for people, or you have the the resources, you know these these folks that are planning for the end of the world, these you know, preppers, reach out to your neighbors and say, hey, you guys need some help. I mean, take a moment and, and like, look to see where you can help people. Um, 
you know, for us, I mean, we've we've been lucky enough to get by and you know, I've got this weird platform that some people are listening to and it gets growing. I don't know how, but it's growing. I guess people have time on their hands and they're sharing or whatever. But <laughs> I don't listen to every show, but I listen to few of you, quite a bit of your show. Yeah. Also just shout out to the t-shirts. Um, I think they are super sharp. Yeah, not they're comfortable sure, too. Not sure about the octopus. I didn't post anything. I about just, it. I just did, did an you octopus. Get, what kind of reviews did you get on that? Song? Um, well, so far Quaid's the only person that wrote back, and he's like, "I dig the octopus. Really? That's really cool." I just, my I sister likes it too. I'm a like, simple like cut person. Whatever. Yeah. I think this t-shirt is super yeah. sharp. The the alien head is is something that I came up with. It's just I'm all not, it is is clip art. But I yeah, I'm not. Sh- not strictly against it, yeah. but if I would have to, if you would have to go with one or the other, definitely the original. Well, there people like uh, extreme craziness sometimes, and I thought, what if I did something oh, really creative? Yeah, it's different. I mean, so yeah, there is a there is an octopus theme that I'm coming out with. Um, <clears throat> I've done some things recently. I created a store on a company called Store Frontier. Um, if you go on storefrontier.com, uh, look up stuff I heard. I put a link on the website, uh, www.stuffiheard.com. There is a uh, page that says merch. Click on it. It'll take you to a link. It's a live link. All you do is click on it. It'll take you to it. Um, there's a T-shirt there that's an alien head. It is similar to the design of the new T-shirts that I have, the black and white ones. But it's uh, it's outlined with with a lot of color, and it's like purple and blue and that was green cool. and. And I got a lot of feedback from that image. Uh, folks reached out on Instagram saying they thought that was their favorite design. Um, I can't afford to do T-shirts with those colors. And, I mean, they're, once you go outside of one color, it gets really pricey. Really? So <laughs> uh, the company that made these T-shirts, this Terminus T company, mm-hmm. they're thinking outside the box. They sent out an email to everybody who purchased shirts in the last couple of years, and they said, listen, we realize this is a changing economy, this is a changing environment, and we want to be ahead of the game and help you guys and help us stay in business and everything else. So what we're going to do is we're going to create a store online. You create designs, send your audience to us. They can order whatever they want. We'll ship it, we'll sell it, and we'll split the money with okay. you. And I'm like, cool. That's so a very good concept. I had a lot of people saying they wanted different designs than what's already up. Uh, so I reached out and I, I, I made a design and then they immediately have it on there and it's approved I, and I, saw it. I was like, cool. So there's going to be more merchandise coming up. Um, if anybody out there has t-shirt ideas, let me know, uh, or do your own, go to store frontier and, and create your own there. It's really you just coming up with a design and sending an audience to it and then seeing if it sells. Um, so, you know, again, it's thinking outside the box. It's whatever's the next thing. Uh, on the website, uh, stuffiheard.com, I have a video now that plays. It should be automatic when you go on there. It should automatically start up with my stupid face on it going, hey, everybody, <laughs> click here for this and click here for that. I'm, I'm trying to navigate. My dad actually gave me some feedback on it. He was, he, uh, he's, how do I, how do I put this? <laughs> Politely. I'm trying to be as uh, as, as helpful and, and loving as possible. And I know he is too. He, his brain is, is, he does so many YouTube videos. I, I don't even know how many thousands of YouTube videos he has up. It's under our peak. Um, I was noticing recently he has like 28,000 subscribers or something like that. And I mean, it's, I'm cool. only up to like maybe, I'm getting close to five. So he's way exceeded what I'm doing. But he and I have this shorthand conversation now where he's like, hey, you should do this. And I'm going, okay. <laughs> so now our phone calls are literally him going, I like this, but you should do this. So it's like, uh, all right. So I could literally spend 
you know, six hours in here working on something and he'll call up and be like, I don't like that. You should do this. I'm like, you're killing me, Smalls. But at the same time, I appreciate all the input and, and it is helpful. It is, it is very insightful because a lot of times you can be too close to something to see the solution. So you need people around you that are, that that can talk to you and be Mm -hmm. like, Hey, what if you did, you know, what if you do it this way? Um, so anyway, thanks for the feedback. I guess that's what I'm trying to say very tactfully. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, so I got a video on there. It'll play. There's also a link on there for friends and guests. I made a page on there with, I got your picture on it. I know. I've, everybody you. who's got a picture, uh, if you've got a t-shirt, send me a picture of you wearing the t-shirt. I'll put it on that page. Also, it's going to be on the Instagram, the Stuff I Heard podcast Instagram page, uh, and on the Facebook page. There's all those links that are on the website. I'm just trying to build community, so it's little steps at a time, right? Yeah, but um, I love your podcast. I listen to it. I love the logo. It's nice to have somebody and know somebody that does this. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, and we can, you know, we can have a conversation like this with anybody yep. about anything. You also, know. also admire that you ex- you do two episodes a week, and I mean sometimes more, especially some, with this yeah. downturn. I'm doing more. I mean, I. I wouldn't mind to have a podcast one day, but I know right now that uh, I don't have the. I don't. I'm not in a in a place where I can really do it consistently. Yeah, and that's all it is. You can always just be on here anytime you want. That would be cool. Anytime you want, just I say, "Hey, that. I want to talk about this." Okay, <laughs> all right. It doesn't have to be a certain time. It doesn't have to be. A, we can record it anytime. Anything you want to talk about. Well, be like, hey man, I come definitely over. enjoy it, and I appreciate the second invite. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, anytime. Um, everybody, if you're out there, stop touching your face. Which I, <laughs> I've touched my face so much in this uh, podcast. If they uh, do the count on me, right? Do wash it. your hands. Practice social distancing as much as you can. Um, you know, reach out to the people you haven't talked to in a while over the phone, and just say, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? You know, try to you know try to practice social distancing, but at the same time, try to help out those who can who need help. Um, and you know, support business as much as you can. If you have a local, you know, food place that that you like to eat at, you know, call them up and be like, "Hey, are you guys doing any curbside business? Are you doing takeout?" It's try to support them as much as you can because you're gonna want them around whenever this is over. And they're people in your community. I mean, it affects so many other people's lives in this process. And you know, the people who are thinking outside of the box are the ones who are gonna survive this and come out ahead. So. Lean on each other, talk to each other, help each other out. That's it. That's all I got. You good? Yes, sir. You got anything else you want to say? I just want everybody to be safe, healthy, and, you know, even we talked um, uh, kind of catastrophic scenarios right now at times. Um, it's going to be over, you know, and um, I think uh, as uh, as U.S. And, and United States of America, everybody will stick together and, and uh, the good will prevail and I believe that by middle of the summer or end of the summer, we'll be able to do our, our things we like to do and want to do and, and hang out and, and everybody will work and again and, and then pull through this. Yeah, hey, listen, on the website, stuffaheard.com, go to the contact thing. There's a, there's, a, there's a header. It says contacts. Go on there, log in, tell me who you are, write me a letter. Also, give me ideas. What are you going to do once the economy comes back? Are you thinking about traveling to Disney or you know, getting on a cruise or are you thinking about, you know, domestically what, like we're kind of, we're asking the question amongst ourselves, but we're kind of curious what you guys are planning on doing too. Cause 
I mean, it's it's sort of a question we're all facing. You know, be part of the conversation. Put give in your input, and I'll read them on the on the podcast. Okay, you guys put them on there. I'll even I'll, if you want to, I'll give you a shout out. Whatever you want. So that's it. That's all I got. Have a good day. Thanks for listening, and as always, cue the cow. <laughs>